Private Lender Podcast, Episode 40. The Private Lender Podcast quote of the day comes to us from Mark Twain, who said, We have the best government that money can buy. Hey everyone, I just want to jump in here real quick and just give full disclosure that what you're about to hear is an episode that was recorded not long after I had had a little bit of surgery and had some painkillers in me. So I haven't fact-checked everything to the level that I would prefer or would have preferred before I went to air, but nonetheless, I hope this causes you to listen and go out and research and learn a little bit on your own because that's the best way to do it. So anyhow, without any further ado, let's get to the episode. This is the Private Lender Podcast, the show that shares practical advice and know-how for new and seasoned lenders, from private mortgages on single-family houses to joint ventures on commercial projects and beyond. Discover details about investment vehicles that you won't find at your local bank or online broker. Listen and learn from private lenders and real estate investors, as well as from professionals and entrepreneurs, as they share the details, strategies, and the insight that allows for successful and prosperous lending. Now, get ready to increase your ROI. Here's your host, Keith Baker. Greetings and hello, everybody in Lender Nation and on planet Earth. <laughs> Welcome to the Private Lender Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to creating successful and confident private lenders and to create a new alternative investment economy without banks or Wall Street brokers. My name is Keith Baker, and thank you for listening to episode number 40. And since this bull market is growing a little bit long in the tooth, I figured it'd be a good idea to have a topic that's along the lines of keeping you safe and helping you increase your yields. So today's topic is going to be all about title insurance. (laughs) Yay, insurance. I know you are just riveted and gripping your steering wheel right now or gritting your teeth on the jogging path thinking, wow, I listened to a podcast to learn about insurance. Yeah, especially title insurance. So stick around for that because it's going to be riveting. You're going to be on the edge of your seat. The question I get asked a lot is if I demand title insurance, and my answer is twofold. It's number one is absolutely I don't lend without it, and two, I really don't like it. So why do I demand it if I really don't like it? Well, it keeps you safe. keeps me safe. But before we get into all of that, let's go ahead and thank our sponsors. we got a new sponsor today. want to welcome County Tax Sale app to the Private Lender Podcast, and want to thank Sammy Gupta and his fine company for sponsoring this podcast. This episode of the Private Lender Podcast is proudly sponsored by CountyTaxSaleApp.org. With CountyTaxSaleApp.org, you get a very powerful lead generation tool in the palm of your hand, on your laptop, desktop, or any device you choose. Get real-time alerts for between 300 and 600 properties every month that are coming up for the foreclosure auction in Harris County, Texas, the third largest county in the United States. With this intuitive design and interface, the County Tax Sale app lets you search all properties with highly motivated sellers that are coming up for foreclosure auction. Simply search the map and click on a property to learn important details about that property, such as the address, owner's contact info, minimum bid, and a street view photo. You can save properties to your favorites and contact the sellers directly and receive email and text alerts if one of your favorite properties is redeemed or canceled prior to the auction. You can even listen to Sammy Gupta on episode 28 of this podcast as he discusses all the powerful features and benefits of CountyTaxSaleApp.org. For more information, go to the Private Lender Podcast sponsor page, the show notes page for this episode, or to CountyTaxSaleApp.org. That's CountyTaxSaleApp.org. And I'd like to thank Sammy Gupta and CountyTaxSaleApp.org for their sponsorship. Really appreciate it. It means a lot to me and wish you guys the best. And if you can hear this, you owe it to yourself. It is one of the most powerful lead generation tools out there. 
yes, at the moment it's only for Harris County, Texas, but you don't have to be in Texas or Harris County. You can be anywhere else in the United States. You can be anywhere else in the world and still use it because of the power of the internet. And you don't have even have to be present to purchase at auction. And it's only $8 a month. Cancel any time. It is a very powerful tool. And I want to thank Sammy again. And of course, I want to give a shout out to Landon and Ray over at 713 RIA. As always, I appreciate their sponsorship as well. So let's get into why I demand something that I hate, title insurance. Well, as a lender, I demand it because it's one of the things that I put in place to protect my position. So let me start at the high view level. Basically, really what you're doing is title insurance, which is usually paid for by the seller. You provide a a title, a borrower policy to just the borrower so that they're made whole for their initial investment. So if like say, for example, if I loan $50,000 to somebody, I'm going to demand a title policy of at least $50,000 to protect my initial investment. But really what you're doing is, so what happens is if there's, uh, what you're doing is you're buying an insurance policy in case somebody screws up. Or if there was um, a cousin Ricky or a brother that nobody knew about uh, comes back and makes a claim on the land or the the property, I should say, then the title insurance would step in and solve any issues so that neither the buyer nor the seller of that transaction would have to come out of pocket to cure whatever the default was or whatever the problem was with with the property. The way I see it, and granted I am... I do hold a license in several states for insurance adjusting, which does not make me an expert by any means, but it does put me in proximity to understand that title insurance is nothing more than an insurance policy that you pay or members of a transaction pay to make sure that the title company doesn't screw up. It is not absolutely necessary to have to close a transaction. Now, again, we're speaking about Texas at this moment. I think there are plenty of other states that are similar, but do your due diligence wherever you're listening. Check it out. You can Most of it, uh, title insurance is going to be governed or regulated by, example, in Texas, it's the Texas Department of Insurance, TDI. So look for your state's Department of Insurance or whatever regulatory authority that's under to find out more information. But that's really what you're doing is you're paying money so that they, if they screw up, there's a trust fund, basically. There's a fund of money or an insurance policy that'll pay. So prime example, uh, let's say uh, Brother Ricky gets screwed out of the will, comes back and makes a claim, and you've loaned on to an investor on, on the house that his mama owned, and he doesn't appreciate being cut out of the transaction, so he wants $30,000 because that's what his other siblings, that's what his, that would have been his portion of the sale, would be thirty grand. Well, whoever bought that property has title insurance. So then they would file a claim against the title company or against that policy. And that policy would then take care of any issues. Well, not any issue, but certain issues um, like this, like like uh, brother Ricky coming back, or maybe it's an aunt and uncle or an heir, or, you know, with so many blended families today, there's you know, a lot of he said, she said, well, he said I could have it, or she said, I always wanted you to have this piece of property or whatever. Well, they don't document it. It gets pretty hairy. And title insurance can help you with that. So from a lending perspective, I absolutely demand that if I'm loaning money, that you will have the borrower will provide a policy, a title policy to protect my position. Now, I'll also get property insurance, and we'll talk about that 
other various types of insurance down the road in various episodes. But for today, I just want to keep it to title and <clears throat> talk, talk about why you want it and why it angers me. <laughs> I've already said all this. Okay, so I want to give you all the confidence I can in our government. So I, I went to the Texas Department of Insurance, and it says how TDI regulates and oversees title insurance agents, basically title companies. Statutory and regulatory framework. The TDI regulates the business of title insurance on real property and personal property to, one, protect consumers, and two, provide adequate and reasonable rates of return for title insurance companies and title insurance agents. So they're there to make sure that your average Joe home buyer doesn't get screwed over, but they're also there to make sure that the people who are providing these policies are going to have enough profit built in where they can sustain a business. On paper, not in and of itself, not a bad thing. However, this is you know neither here nor there. That's that's the way it works. And so, to protect consumers and provide adequate and reasonable rates of return, it does this by licensing agents. So they they have to go to school. They got to pay money. They got to take a test. They require internal audits of the agent trust fund accounts and compliance policy compliance audits every two years. They collect tons of statistical data. And they're very vague in how they provide consumer protection. But if you ever get messed over, you just go to TDI and they'll pretty much take care of you. That's their whole job is to make sure that people who buy the end product insurance who aren't versed in everyday insurance terminology or how things work to make sure that they're protected or they're not screwed over. Definitely not a bad thing. And they also prevent and prosecute fraud. So, you know, you could say the title insurance is sanctioned from on high almost, at least at the state level. And one of the questions I've I've been asked quite often is, would it behoove me to shop around for title insurance? And because it's regulated by the state, the premium rates for title insurance per $1,000 or $10,000 or the price of the loan or the, the transaction, it's all pretty similar. So really at the end of the day, if I had a borrower that demanded using their title insurance company, I'd, I would... I don't really kick up a fuss because the title policies are, it's, it's pretty much going to be the same one. Now I say this is the same one across the state. However, there are some exceptions. There are additional coverages that you can buy for, so, so for example, normally if somebody messes up on a survey and doesn't notice that, Oh, this garage is on somebody else's land. Generally speaking, title policy would not cover that event. It would not handle that. It, wouldn't come into effect, wouldn't help pay for anything. However, if you buy an endorsement for that specific thing, then it certainly would. So uh, the base policy, the boilerplate policy is generally the same across within reason. And there are some, some things here and there company specific, but the idea is going to be the same. You as the lender demand it. And it really depends on, for me, the relationship I have with a title agent, I have a pretty good relationship with a title agent that I prefer to use, very investor friendly, and they do a pretty good job of, of, they run a pretty tight ship. I mean, look, we're all human. Nobody's perfect. Things do fall through the cracks. I don't care where you are, where you work, but I think it's good to have a good relationship. It certainly helps, especially when I have questions. Because if there is a problem, I know I can call my title agent, my escrow officer, and she'll put me in touch with the people that actually underwrote that policy, and I can have a direct conversation with them. And and to me, that goes a long way. But to get back to the point, 
having title policy doesn't just protect you from an undisclosed heir, like we were speaking about there. How about if some of the documents were forged? Title insurance normally picks that kind of stuff up. And like I said prior to, your, they, any, any mistakes that they make in examining the record. So if, let's say, for example, you are purchasing a house, but somebody down the line has withheld water rights or mineral rights, or let's call it mineral rights, for example, and you think you're getting the whole shebang. You're getting the surface rights. You're getting the, the real estate, the actually the improvement property, the house. You're getting everything. But three generations ago, grandma and grandpa withheld the mineral rights. They held those back. They retained them. But in the record, it looks like they transfer over to you. Lo and behold, Mr. and Mrs. Oil Company come along to your land and say, hey, we want to drill. You're thinking, hey, great. This is a rental property. Come on in. And then they start looking. The landman goes in to start looking, getting the leases, everything done. And, oh, look, Mr. Investor doesn't own the mineral rights. He owns the land. He owns the water rights. He owns the air rights, everything else. But he doesn't have the mineral rights. Well, that's when a title policy would come into play. And that's mistakes in examining the records or errors and omissions. And when they secure, when they bind it and they give a commitment, they, they usually there's a title commitment that tells you about it. And what you want, to, you know, you want to look through that prior to as a lender and, and as an investor, just to see what is uh, what's covered and what's not. If nothing else, it helps to know. Like, most of us who have auto, when was the last time you read your auto policy, or your homeowners? Like, I mean, like read it from front to back, cover to cover. What's covered? We know where deductible. We know what our limits are going to be. If it's a if it's a homeowner's policy, okay, what's the windstorm? Is it one percent, two percent, whatever? Or, you know, have I chosen a higher deductible, maybe a five or whatever thousand, ten thousand dollar deductible to keep my premiums down? Those are kind of the, the inner work, you know, the basics that we know of. But like read, get into the policy and read it. I, you know, on, on your house right now, go, go check out, go get your closing docs and read everything. Because you're going to find that there are two types of title insurance policy. There's the owner for the investor. And then there's also the lender's policy like we spoke about earlier. So. Find out which one covers what, how much is it worth. And well, actually, if, if you bought the house, you probably won't have a copy of the lenders, but you can get it. Just call up and ask and say, Hey, I'd like to get a copy of the lenders policy. If they don't, if they haven't already provided it to you, just call your escrow agent or your title company. Anyway, you know, while on the surface, I don't like paying extra money or having anybody in a transaction that I'm involved in paying extra money to cover somebody's mistake that you're already paying for anyway. However, at the end of the day, it is relatively cheap, extremely cheap. And as a lender, I, I won't loan without it. it. It's one element. It's one of those pieces that I can put in play to mitigate risks of taking that, you know, I've taken my money out of the stock market, for example, some old 401ks, and now I'm lending it out. And I have, a, this is an insurance policy that doesn't cost me a dime, and yet it covers certain things. And I'm definitely going to put that in play on the title, on the documents, on the, the county recording, because that's, at the end of the day, if something goes to court, that's what the judge is going to look to. That is the end all, the beginning and the end all be all of everything are those documents that are recorded at the county. And you want to make sure that your butt's covered on that, especially as a lender. And as things come up, as, as this things, as things progress, I'm going to talk more about title insurance and other insurance uh, considerations when you're a lender. And also just in general, general investing as well. I think insurance as boring as it is and as you know i'm i'm in the middle of it of course i do really cool stuff in the oil field at least i don't do cars or homes but 
it is the principles, the principles the same. It all started off with a bunch of ship owners in a small coffee shop called Lloyd's in London many, many years ago. And the beautiful thing is now we have these policies that can protect our investments. I don't have policies on my stocks, bonds, or mutual funds. There are only certain mitigation measures that can be put in place. And, you know, we require or rely on things like the SEC to, to make sure things like the crookedy don't happen or Tyco or, you know, insert name here. But I like the fact that I can buy this insurance policy. I know all that's going to be covered. doesn't cost me a dime. And it's just another layer of protection on my investment that I, as I try to grow my nest egg and get to the, hopefully some point someday I can retire. <laughs> yeah, that'll never happen. All right. Anyhow, I'm going to wrap it up. I want to thank you for spending your most valuable asset with me today, your time. If you found anything valuable, even a chuckle, maybe, I know that's probably not going to happen, but if, or, okay. A chuckle is probably not likely. However, please go rate and review. If I deserve five stars, please give me five stars. If I deserve one, Leave one and tell me why. I, I really want to know that uh, the more ratings and reviews I get, the more this uh, podcast gets out there, uh, the more people get to see it, they get to hear it. And coming up, I got a lot of, uh, been having some really good interviews coming up. Uh, I can't wait to share with you. And I'm going to start the um, Private Lender Academy, hopefully by the front of the first of the year, and also the Tribe of Lenders, which will be take this podcast but go into more of a webinar format on, on a monthly and bring in an expert and then have a Q&A. So a lot of things are in the works. I'm still working it out, but it would really help if you could go leave a rating and review, if you could promote on social, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And until next time, I wish you all the best and happy, prosperous, happy and prosperous lending and investing. See you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Private Lender Podcast with your host, Keith Baker. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit privatelenderpodcast.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review, and we'll catch you next time. I'm just going to tell you this one time. You want to keep working here. Stay off the drugs.